Hello, everybody. I am Blaze Seifer, and this is the Seifer Scoop Podcast. It's Monday, September 14th here in Middlebury, Vermont, where brisk fall winds and stunning fall foliage are beginning to make their seasonal return. The majority of students have now been living on campus for over two weeks, and so far we've seen just two positive COVID tests. Fortunately, both of these students have recovered, and there are currently no active cases on campus. Despite this remarkable achievement, COVID guidelines are still in full effect. Mask wearing is mandated, social distancing is strictly enforced, and gathering sizes are limited. These guidelines apply to every facet of student life here at Middlebury, including athletics. If you walk around our athletic facilities on a given afternoon, you'd see all of our athletes masked up and spread apart. While it looks odd, it's a new normal, for now at least, that our student body is becoming accustomed to. Today, I have the pleasure of hosting No Whiting on the podcast, a member of the class of 2022 who is from outside of Boston. No competes on the men's cross country and track and field teams here at Middlebury, and we have him here today to chat about COVID, his past two years with Middlebury Athletics, and his athletic upbringing. I hope you're just as excited as I am. So without further ado, Noah, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Uh, let's kick off the conversation here. Where are you living this year on campus, and how did your first week of classes go? Um, so I'm actually up I'm technically in Millican, but it's uh, basically Ross Tower uh, with three other guys on the team in a suite. We got really lucky. We were in the summer draw, so we were kind of worried we weren't, weren't going to get anything good, but ended up with a, a, a suite, a nice suite, so we're pretty happy to be up here. Um, first week of classes went well. Definitely weird adjusting to the new schedule, but I'm fortunate enough to have two in-person classes, so it's pretty good. Not bad, not bad. Let's get right into the conversation, um, and I want to start with COVID and how that's affecting cross-country. So what are the regulations in place with cross-country, and how's it been going? So it's, I mean, it's basically the same regulations that uh, everyone else is facing that we just have to bring to practice. So we're not allowed to gather in groups of more than 10. Um, I believe we're allowed to gather 25 supervised uh, which is covers our men's cross country team. Um, but we can't gather like with the women's team. And when we go for runs, we have to drop in a group smaller than 10. Um, cause our coaches aren't there. And then we have to wear a mask all the time, uh, which is pretty brutal because a lot of people can exercise on campus without, um, if they do it alone. But since we're practicing together, we have to wear one, um, which is pretty difficult. And it puts a, puts a little bit of attention on like choosing to run with teammates or choosing to run alone without a mask. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically what it looks like. And also for us, the fact that we can't leave campus is pretty restrictive because we'll usually run off campus. Um, cause some guys will run up to 15 or 20 miles on their long run day. And that's a little brutal to do on, on the class of 97, but we've been making it work. Right. Yeah. I, I want to touch on how you keep runs fresh when you have um, limited space uh, to run. But to start, like, what's an average day of practice look like? Because you can't, you can't go into the locker rooms, correct? Mm -hmm. so, so do you meet uh, you outside? How does that go? Yeah. So basically you uh, get changed in your room, get ready for practice, and then we head down to uh, we meet on the field behind the AC, like right over by the squash courts. And then um, just bring a backpack with our loops, which for uh, 
athletics get loops done. So basically you like can put your athletic clothes on a buckle and then they do your laundry for just your athletic clothes, not like normal clothes. Um, and so you just bring down a backpack with some water, your loops and like an extra mask. And then we have a short meeting where we're just all spread out. And then we just go off on our run. We'll do whatever the day is, either a workout or an easy run. Uh, starting at five, we'll usually be back at like 6.30 or so. Do a little bit of stretching outside on the field and then head to dinner. Um, and then go back to your room and shower and, and get changed. Uh, and the, it's, it is a lot different than our normal setup, which would be go to the locker room, change, meet as a full team instead of just the men's team, um, go running together and then like stretch and do core together, shower and all go to dinner together. This year it's a little more spread out because we can't all go to the dining hall um, and just like you can't use the locker room. Right. Yeah. So I feel like under normal circumstances, you would try to train towards like the national meet, right? And you want to peak then. Um, what are you training towards now? Because correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys aren't going to be racing against any other teams this year. Correct. So yeah, so we don't have any in-person races. We have a few uh, virtual races set up for the season. Um, and so our coach, Nicole, has kind of accepted that there's varying levels there are varying levels of summer training uh varying levels of motivation coming into the season with no real goal in sight um and so we have these virtual meets on schedule and that's what we're working towards as a team and uh basically everyone will have the option to race them and then if you're not racing you'll either do a workout that incorporates the race or pace your teammates um but I mean, some some of the guys like took their summer training super seriously, um, really like went hard and and expanded their training base. And so for them, it's exciting. It's gonna be really exciting to see them run like a 5K on the track, or uh, you know, hopefully on Creek Road if we can get off campus. Um, but for people like me, I'm coming off an injury from the summer, so I'm still working back into it. So I will probably try and, and pace my teammates in the early meets and hopefully get to race or, yeah, I mean. Right, so when you do a virtual meet, I mean, every cross-country course is different. So are you doing those on a track despite it being cross-country or how do you level the playing field across different teams? Um, yeah, that's a good question. So the, I think, so there have been a lot of virtual race series like uh, around the country. And so I think we're just going to base it off how they do it which is the you just record it on your watch and the only regulation is that it can't be more than 10 percent downhill um, of the total distance so yeah i mean it's not cross country especially for us because we have a really hard course um i think we are planning on racing hopefully on creek road which is pretty flat so then it's at least not on a track but um you know, you still have some kind of like cross country, but we're not hugely disadvantaging ourselves by running on our hilly course. Um, right. Um, until then, do you guys have any like intra squad races or, or time trials or anything coming up or is it just, just normal training right now? Well, so our first, we, so we just, I mean, we just started practicing as a team like a week ago. Um, and so we just had our first workout about a little over a week ago. And then we've, we've only had three workouts as, as a team. And so we're really 
just starting to come together now. And then our first virtual race is against our alumni. So it's, I mean, it's more of a time trial. Right. Um, but yeah. That's pretty uh, sweet. Um, so uh, let's talk about the whole mask wearing. Um, a little personal anecdote, like when I run with the mask, I feel like after a few miles, when I start to inhale, I suck the mask like into my face and that gets really tough. So like, have you experienced similar difficulties? Did you find a special mask that works? Like, how do you, how do you manage running with a mask on? Especially when you guys are going upwards of 10 miles, like it, I'm sure your mask yeah. gets pretty sweaty. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely, it's tough. Um, so what we, so we got as a team, these performance masks that are like really tight on your face and pretty thin. And so they don't suck in as much, but yeah, after a certain, if you, if you're sweating a lot, like I do and, and you're running for a while after a certain point, it does start to fill your mouth. Um, a lot of us will run with multiple masks on us and just switch them during, during our run or during intervals. Um, so that, and then we've been using paper masks a lot for workouts cause it's a little easier to get air through those. Um, but if you sweat, the water pools in them really easily. So it's okay. really, it's, <laughs> it's hard. And it yeah. is, I mean, there's no way to, to beat the mask. Um, our coaches kind of adjusted from like trying to get us to not look at splits and just focus on heart rate. Um, and she's like, you know, everyone is going to react differently to the mask. So just work out based on effort. Right. Uh, when you have these virtual races, do you know if you're going to need to wear masks or at that point, are you going to be able to take them off? I really hope not, um, <laughs> but we don't know yet. Okay. We don't know, but I mean, we've made it work for workouts and I'm sure we would make it work for a race. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be okay. nice to be able to take them off. Yeah, for sure. Uh, last question about cross country. Um, and, and maybe you don't have an answer to this, but like, how do you keep your runs fresh and entertaining? Like I said, when you have limited space to run on right because we're quarantined to campus is, is there a solution or is it just really monotonous um it's definitely a little monotonous we you know we try to change up the direction we do it like enter the trail at, at you know either enter at ridgeline parking lot and then go out to waybridge by the knoll and then go back around the cross-country course or instead start on the cross-country course so switch up where you're starting that changes it up a bit but I think for me just running with other guys and like talking the whole time um you just kind of get in the zone and kind of forget where you are um especially because now we've all been training alone since March and so uh you know it's a bummer to be stuck on on such a little span of trail but it's so nice to be back with the guys and that that keeps me busy at least Okay, let's talk about um, track and field. So you're on the indoor and outdoor track team, right? Yeah. What's it looking like for those seasons? Is there a plan for indoor and outdoor? Do you really not know yet? Take me through that. Yeah, so uh, we, we don't know yet what's going to happen. I think if the, the feeling that we're getting is that if, if circumstances are the same, they're it will be difficult to have an indoor season um, because it's basically all the problems of cross country and then you put it in a confined indoor space. And so it just, right. it's, it's not realistic. Um, I think there's talk of doing indoor virtual meets, indoor like inter squad meets um, to still try and have like a competitive aspect. Um, 
but I think unless there are some serious changes, we probably won't be racing like we're used to in indoor. I think there's a lot of hope and optimism for outdoor. Um, hope that, you know, there's a vaccine. I think we're all hoping for that, but also just hope that there's a, a way to like figure out how to safely do it. So I think people have their, their sights set on outdoor more, but I mean, indoor hasn't been officially ruled out, but it, it's looking unlikely. Okay. Is there anyone out there who thinks that you guys will be able to figure out indoor or is like, does everyone think like, yeah, there's no way we're making this happen. I mean, I, we honestly haven't talked a ton about it, so I'm not, we, we're trying to just live in the moment. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure our head track coach, Martin Beatty, he's, he's a super optimistic guy, super nice guy. I'm sure he's doing his best to figure it out and try and figure out opportunities. I haven't heard anything. I think, you know, the same with like, we don't know anything about J term for school and we don't even know about phase two and that's supposed to start tomorrow. I think that people are really cautious to uh, project about the future right now. Right. Okay. And as it relates to the NESCAC as a whole, I'm sure you're keeping tabs on what other NESCAC schools are doing. So is Middlebury kind of right in line with all the other competition there? Um, not, I haven't heard of, of anything different happening. I know I have a friend at Tufts who's starting up practice this week. Um, and I think that Williams is under similar guidelines. I think as far as I know, everyone's kind of in the same boat. Um, I know a lot of a lot of the top guys have taken the semester off um, to try and preserve eligibility. I mean, we're all preserving eligibility because we're not losing a season right now, but to preserve a, a season at their college. Um, right. Did you consider taking time off? Because I know some of your teammates are, namely Xander Kessler. Shout out to Xander, who's appeared on the Super Scoop podcast before. But did that ever run through your mind, or were you always set on coming back to mid? Yes, it definitely ran through my mind, and I. I, in the spring, was pretty split on what to do, but I couldn't really figure out something, something good to do for the fall. Um, and most of my friends were coming back. I mean, I have namely Xander, as in, um, but I have a few friends that didn't. But for the large, large part, my friends were coming back, and I was optimistic things, things would return to somewhat normalcy here, so I decided to come back. Right. Okay. Well, thanks so much for sharing um, info about COVID. I want to switch directions and, and just talk about your first two years at Middlebury, which I'm sure were much more normal. Um, <laughs> let's talk about your favorite aspects of being on the cross country and track and field teams. What does that offer to your uh, college experience? Um, I think it, so, well, from a practical standpoint, it's, it's offered a lot of structure to my day and, and to my week. Um, but I think from a more important standpoint, it's just my main friend group uh, and the guys on the cross country team. I mean, we are together the whole year and we spend hours together every day at practice and at meals. Um, and so a lot of my best friends are on the team. And I think coming in as a freshman, that was really valuable to have upperclassmen friends to look up to and to mentor, like to mentor me and to show me the ropes. Um, it helped me you know, take some really cool classes with cool professors. I saw some really amazing swimming spots off campus that would probably, you know, take me longer to discover and just that kind of thing. It's just a, it's a great resource. Um, but also, yeah, it's just like, I'm now living with three guys on the team. 
it's a really close friend group. And I think that's been a really important part of my experience. Right. Uh, what's your favorite part about like, what's your favorite part of the day with, with these boys? Is it the run itself? Is it like going to dinner as a team after? Is it going to meets together? Is, is there a favorite part of your day with the team? Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, I really love going to meals together after practice. Like you just finish a hard workout and everyone's completely drained and you hop in the showers together and then walk up to proc and just plop down and sit there for like an hour and a half, two hours and have like really long uh, conversations, some interesting, some pretty dumb uh, (laughs) and just eat like two or three dinners. Uh, That's really my favorite part. But I also just, I mean, being able to run at Middlebury and run the trails is just so amazing. And I, I love like getting out there on a, especially on like a beautiful fall day when the leaves are turning and just being able to take my mind off school and get outside is pretty nice. Right. And talk to hobby joggers like me or people who don't <laughs> know the trails as well as you, if you got to run one, if you had to run one trail or one like route for the rest of your time here at Middlebury, what would it be? Like, what do you, what do you plug? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm a big fan of the TAM, of all aspects of the TAM, but I think it would have to be South Street. Um, it's just such a like nice dirt road, really nice surface to run on, and just beautiful views the whole way. So I love running on South Street. It's also a good spot to run with a group. Okay. Uh, definitely noted there. Um, <laughs> let's talk about, do you have a favorite memory with the team? Was it one meet or um, one weekend or anything come to mind there? Oh, that is tough to pick one moment. <laughs> Let me think. Um, okay, yeah, I think I do. Um, I think that my favorite moment was uh, my freshman year, our men's DMR and indoor track won nationals. Um, and they were definitely one of the like favorite teams coming in, but it, it, it wasn't a sure shot by any means. Um, and we, it was down in Boston at Reggie Lewis Center. So a lot of us went down to watch the race. And I had a few guys staying at my house. And, you know, we drove down, then drove over to, over to Reggie. And we were, right away, it became a two-man race. And it was us in North Central. And then going into the last leg, the mile, our miler was, got the baton like five meters back. And everyone just knew he was going to win. And we were just all going crazy on the side and it was, and he, yeah, he passed him with like two or three laps to go and just dropped the hammer and, and won. And it was super exciting and really fun, really proud moment to be a Panther, but also just really fun <laughs> to like celebrate with all your friends. Love it. Uh, random question. Is the Reggie cough a real thing, Noah? Reggie cough is a real thing. Yeah. Can, <laughs> can confirm. Our facility is is nice, easy to breathe, but yeah, Reggie is it's hard to breathe there. Yeah, if you know, you know. Um, okay, let's wrap up um, kind of your history with Middlebury Athletics so far with a question about academics and how tough is it to manage the two? Because I've definitely like started my day and I'm like, wow, I have so much work. I don't even know if I can fit in exercise. Like, how the heck do you do it? It's tough. It's it's definitely tough, and it's it's really tough during the season when we're racing because you usually lose your whole Saturday um, to, to traveling to meets. But I think, you know, the key is, is getting work done when most kids aren't. So like on a Friday night, if we have to race on Saturday, you know, I'll try and like get ahead of one of my classes, like get something out of the way. And then um, 
you know, Sundays, you just got to get ahead for the week. But in season, it's definitely difficult. Um, you really have to be on top of your stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just it takes a lot of planning and, and thinking it out and sometimes sacrificing sleep. Um, right. But our coach is also good about, like, if, if you're really swamped with work, um, you know, getting you in and out really quickly so you can stay on top of your academics. Right. Awesome. Okay. Last section is upbringing. And I want to talk about how you got into running and how you got to Middlebury. Um, so first, how'd you get into running? Uh, so I kind of stumbled into running. I, I played soccer my whole life and in high school played soccer in the fall and I was going to play club in the spring. And one of my best friends on the soccer team, his brother was the captain of the indoor track team. And so um, he, you know, they were both like, Oh, let's just do indoor track, you know, just good way to stay in shape for soccer in the spring. Um, and I did indoor track. I ended up having a really strong freshman indoor season. Um, and I really, you know, I was contributing to our team, like scoring points and in a way that I was not contributing to the soccer team at all. Um, and I love the guys on the team. I was much closer with them than the soccer team. Um, and so I was like, okay, I, I can't just ditch this team in the spring and play <laughs> soccer. So then I ended up staying with track. I, I kept playing soccer too, but I, I played soccer through my senior year in the fall and ran track winter and spring. Okay. And if I talked to, to freshman year Noah in high school and I said, you'd be running collegially at Middlebury, would you, said I was, would you have said I was crazy or would you have believed me? <laughs> Uh, I don't think I would have said you were crazy, but I don't know if I would have believed it either. Cause I definitely didn't love running when I started. Um, I kind of thought it was going to end at the end of high school. Uh, I think that like, yeah, I, I, I didn't expect to be running at this point. So I, I would have been surprised. Okay. And did you, did you steadily improve year by year? Was there one year where you really had a spike or how did your development progress? Would you say? Well, so I would say uh, I came in as a freshman um, faster than most freshmen and then improved somewhat steadily, but at a less quick rate than most other freshmen. So it was a somewhat, I, I mean, my sophomore year, I improved a lot, but then my junior and senior year was, it was more marginal gains, which honestly was difficult and frustrating at times. Um, you know, watching a lot of guys that I used to beat handily um, beat me and, and trying to keep up with them. But I managed to progress all through high school, so it worked out okay. Okay. And then when the college, you know, search process came about, did running co collegiately take priority there or did you look at a school for what it was and then say, oh, if I can run there, that's great? Or how did those two intersect? Yeah, so it definitely uh, – was not the main priority. I wanted to make sure I was finding a school that was a good fit and um, a place that I was going to be happy. I went in with the mindset that I would love to run in college, but if I had a, a better opportunity and that was a better fit, I wasn't going to let not being able to run be a, a block to that. So uh, I decided pretty, pretty quickly I wanted a, a small liberal arts college. 
Um, and then I, I got, luckily was able to do a few overnights through cross country and I just fell in love with the team here. Um, I remember when I got home, I, I told my mom, my face was like hurting. So I've been smiling so much the whole <laughs> week and it was, it was just really amazing. I, and I instantly knew like, this is cause all the, you know, all these schools are, are pretty similar. It's right. really yeah. the people that sets them apart. And I was like, these are the people I want to be around. Yeah. Did you get a run with the team when you were visiting or what'd you do? That was so fun. No, I, I actually didn't run with the team, which was pretty funny um, because I was in soccer season and, and the day I was here Saturday through Sunday and Sunday was my day off. So I opted not to run. Um, it was really just like the everyday aspects. Like they had a race in the morning and then went back to the locker room, showered, walked up to lunch and then like I think we like played hearts and spike ball in the afternoon and just like walking around and them making fun of each other and like joking around a lot and um you know wanting to be outdoors and play outdoors uh yeah it just that it. it was just the and that was the nice thing it was that like it was just their normal day and I was like wow this is a really, really fun day <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So that, that's what started the marriage between Noah and Middlebury. Let's yeah. finish with this question. What's, uh, what's to come from you? Do you have any goals for your, your last few years, Middlebury, in terms of athletics? Yeah, so um, last year I was right on the edge of being on the regional national team for cross country. And so I had my sights set this year on making that team. And, and uh, you know, for me, it's, it's really – especially since I've had like the soccer upbringing of the team sport is I just want to contribute to the team. Um, and I want to score points for the team. And, uh, and that's what most of our guys want. So for cross country next year, I would love to be in our top eight. I'd love to be a scoring member, um, helping lead that team to regionals, internationals, uh, for track, you know, I'd love to take some time off my mile, run a little bit faster. Uh, but again, just scoring for the team. That's really my main focus. Awesome. Well, Noah, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Dude. I appreciate yeah, thanks it. for having me. Yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have heard the scoop from Noah Whiting, a great athlete and an even better guy. Thanks so much for supporting the Seaver Scoop podcast. We will see you next Thursday with our third episode of the year. Till then, stay well and go Panthers.